Blog Talk Radio. Because Fred Gabriel is with us, but real quick for the people listening to us, you're here, you're at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can check out unitedwrestlingcouncil.com. Uh, we had a meeting, we didn't even get a chance to talk about the website because we had so much going on. But live, and if you follow me on social media and everything, we announced because we've been working and to get this man with us because he's such a busy, busy man. I mean, he's doing stuff like going to Fantastic Burgers and you know, it's a grind and stuff like that. But we were able to, what's the word of it, to procure him into the UWC family, Fred Gable. Fred, how are you, my friend? How's it going? <laughs> it's a pleasure to be on, finally. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny because we, we well, when I was talking to, to Manny, the, the owner and the proprietor of the United Wrestling Council, said, oh, yeah, we want to talk about this, we want to talk about this, blah, blah, blah. And then we get there and we end up going off into talking about old the old days and stuff like that. It's just a bunch of, but just a bunch of different things that you know we were talking about or whatever. So, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, first of all, Freddie, are you are you? I asked you this at the meeting. Are you on your cell phone or or I can't remember the answer. Do you have a landline or just a cell phone? I got a cell phone. You know, dude, this is the new time. Who, who has landlines? <laughs> who has landlines? You know? <laughs> what are I have, What's going on I here? have both. I have landlines and landmines. You think I have one of those phones that's like hanging on the wall that I just hit the one? Yeah, it has a super long cord or whatever. But yeah. anyways, we hey, hold we on. Talked a little bit. Let me go tell go my let me go, let me go tell my dad not to pick up the phone on the other end because I'm on a phone call. Hey, I'm on a phone call, everybody. Hold on. Get off the phone. Yeah, that's man. That that takes me back to. Or you or you make a reservation. Hey, I'm gonna call such and such at about seven fifteen. So make sure nobody's on the phone. I call. Or you're waiting. You're waiting for a call. Hey, hey, man, they're, they're gonna, gonna call me. They're gonna take. They're gonna take the phone off the wall and be like, "Hey, I gotta hook up for the internet." You know, this dial up. You gotta yeah. get me up. <laughs> but you know, it's funny because we were talking about the old times and stuff, and it reminded me of a story that that I like. I wasn't able to tell on air or whatever, so I'm gonna tell the story like at about seven thirty, and it's it's the funniest thing, you know. So we're, we're gonna talk a little bit about that, but first. You know, we're going we're gonna to get into some news, and I want to talk a little bit about some things that are going on. First of all, before we even get into talking about, because I know um, Freddie has a big show coming up in Arizona, and I have one coming up out in San Bernardino. But real quick, Freddie, do you have any interest in Fastlane whatsoever? Uh, little. I have a little bit. I mean, enough, <laughs> enough to talk about it, you know. G- give um, give I, me I, one I example. I don't want to yet because I'm just so confused. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm very excited to see what's going on with this Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton situation. You know, that's really what, uh-huh. what, what I'm what I'm going for. I want to see where the story is going to progress. Where are these guys going to take the story? I mean, they, they've been teasing something for the last you know month, month and a half or so. So I'm excited about that. Um, pretty much, that's the only excitement I have right now. You know, everything else is all over the place. Yeah, no doubt. Um, hold on, real quick. So, number at. Sorry about that. 
Put this on. I got somebody. No, no, he's worried about my phone. I got some, he's over here texting. I, I got somebody that's going to call in at seven at about seven fifteen, and I want him to be on the air when 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 I tell this story. And first of all, okay. for the people listening, to this, you know, we do, we do have a few younger listeners. I would say our our uh, audience is anywhere from eighteen to forty five year old males or whatever, because that's what. But we do have a few. Uh, Ladies, and we do have a few um, younger people. So when I tell that story at seven thirty, put them to bed or whatever, or just be. What's, what, is, what does it say? Fred management does not assume responsibility or whatever. Yeah, so, <laughs> but I have to you tell know, the, the views. I'll, I'll yeah. bite off else. The views and opinions of of Fabi are the views oh. and opinions of him solely. <laughs> right. Well, real quick, Kayam uh, just sent me a text. He's gonna he's gonna call in at seven fifteen. I want because he's got some stuff going on. And he he's the um, him and Enigma run Lucha Libre, uh, uh, Lucha Libre Alliance over in uh, South Central, right off off of Florence and Maine. So we want to get an update, see when they're gonna be able to run or whatever. So he's gonna call in, but awesome. but real quick, the the, the the isn't the whole big thing that they're talking about or what they're anticipating is the return of Bray Wyatt. With the with what's her name? Yeah, I'm sorry. The, 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 return, the, the, the demon, the fiend. The demon, the fiend. That yeah. is the big thing. Is his return? I mean, we're all curious to see what you know the, 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 that what what he's going to look like. If he's going to be the same, you know, what the changes. Obviously, you know, last time we saw him, um, you know, Randy Orton burned him alive supposedly. So, you know, it looks like he's he's, he's not burned alive after all. You know, I, I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm just watching it and, and intrigued in the storyline. Well, real quick before we continue, um, get, get, you know, uh, it was a while back. Uh, Nicolette and I went to a house show, and it, it, when they go to a house show, it, it's pretty. Um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? They're a little more loose because they, they there's no cameras or whatever, so there's no time limit. You know, they can't say, "Hey, go eight to ten and get out of there" or whatever. So there was two matches that that stood out when we went, uh-huh. and one of them was Dolph Ziggler wrestled Brody Lee, or whatever he was at the time, and I was uh-huh. like, man, these, these dudes are underrated, they put on a show, man, I mean, they really, mm-hmm. I mean, we talk a lot about a good dance partner, but when they wrestled, I mean, they, they put on a show, I had like a whole newfound respect for, for Brody Lee and for um, Dolph Ziggler, and, and to me, honestly, I'm not putting anybody down, it seemed like the other guys just kind of mailed it in, or whatever, did what they need to get out of there, because it's just a house show. But then the other one that stuck out with the main event was Roman Reigns wrestled Bray Wyatt, and it was like, uh-huh. a, like a like a false count anywhere or whatever. And they 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 put on a show. I said, man, that should have been the main event for that WrestleMania, which was probably I'm gonna say four years ago when we went. And you know they they really put on a show. So I think Bray Wyatt is pretty underrated as a worker. I think the Fiend gimmick is cool or whatever, but I think if they kind of if they went back. To, to the to the uh, Bray Wyatt gimmick and brought his brother in. What, what's his brother's name? He used to wrestle as a... Uh, Bo Dallas? Bo, yeah, Bo, Bo Dallas. Say, Bo Dallas. I was going to say Bo Derrick. <laughs> Bo <laughs> Dallas. Thank I you. think because that's, <laughs> that's his real-life brother. So I think, you know, if, if Randy Orton came to burn him or something and Bo Dallas came out of nowhere and saved him and reunited or remade the, you know, the Wyatt family, I think that would make money, man. What do you think? Um, I agree with you. I mean, there's a lot of things in the past that, uh, that, that intrigued me of Bray Wyatt. Um, you know, for example, uh, I always, my opinion, and this is my opinion only, I always felt that Bray Wyatt should have been the one to beat The Undertaker. 
um, a, a few WrestleManias back when they wrestled. Um, I like the, you know, he had he had something that, that other people weren't bringing. I mean, you know, this whole the whole time he was promoting himself as the the eater of worlds and and the gimmick that he was going with and the story he was going with, it should have yeah. been him. I mean, the guy the guy had a, a, a persona that that brought fear, a fear that you know when the Undertaker first came out, um, people were giving. You know, with his combination yeah. of what his style was was it was almost like a Mick Foley with the with a with the Undertaker and almost a Papa Shango. You know, all intertwined right. into one. You know, yeah, and, and, and it was, very good and. and it was different, it, it, but it, that, yeah. that whole gimmick was different. You know, he he just brought he was the first like wrestler to come out with a slow song, like it wasn't this rock or rap or whatever. It was just that, and then the lights would go out. And and first of all, there's no lighters anymore. Remember at concerts, people used to have their lighters. Now everybody has their cell phone. Yeah. And all these people turned on their cell phone, and Nick Lett's like, you know, put you, I'm like, hell no, I got to pay the bill on this thing. I don't want my battery to run down. I ain't putting nothing. Yeah. But when you when you can make a whole arena turn their their phones on or whatever, like that's control. Like you controlling the crowd, and it was different because there's there's a million cowboys and there's a million monsters and there's a million you know different type of wrestlers, but it, it's just different. It brought a whole different. Uh, thing to to WWE. If they would have ran with it a little more, I think it would have went. I think it could have done even better. So to me, I think that would be cool, man. And Bo Dallas came in and saved him, you know, and then and then went from there. So other than that, you know, uh, I mean, first of all, I, I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, and I've got a little bit of heat over it, but I really don't care. I don't like Randy Orton. I don't. First of all, I don't see it. I, to me, he seems like they should have named him El uh, Generico or whatever because he's mm-hmm. just generic. And and there's nothing to him, just a big dude. And then when when he slapped Garza and Andrade, when for some reason they put them together, I, I didn't like it. I didn't. I just thought even even behind the curtain, he should have said, "Man, I don't need to slap these dudes and put them down to get myself over or whatever." I just mm. I just that whole thing left a bad taste in my mouth or whatever. So give me your thoughts on that. Give me your thoughts on on Randy Orton. Do you do you get that gimmick or you you like him or? I mean, I I don't understand the gimmick, but I like I like his what style. Gimmick? You know, What's his gimmick? What's his gimmick? I mean, the whole persona that he's that he's unpredictable and he's you know got voices in his head and and he's listening like like it, to me it's like what is what is going on here? You know, it's yeah, I'm confused. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but the the guy put. I mean, I better be careful because I know that you know he can slap people in gyms and whatnot and do all kinds of stuff. <laughs> And but uh, you know he's a he's a he's wrestling wise talent like he knows how to move in the ring he knows how to handle himself in the ring you know the great uh, conductor and things like that but there's there's certain personas in wrestling that I just don't understand he's one of them I wouldn't put him at the top of my list like there's times where I just like I'm into it and I can see it you know but but I I don't understand how you know, in, in WWE, what I don't understand, for example, is how a man can burn a man alive and not go to jail. You know, if I try exactly. to do that to anybody in the independent, I'm going to jail. So, yeah, that's, what is going that's on insulting. Here? That's insulting the people's intelligence. You know, and, yeah. and if they burn that dude, there's no way he could. First of all, he'd be dead, and second of all, there'd never be any way that he can get back. I mean, it's just I mean, it I'm doesn't gonna, make any. I'm going to give you the most no random sense. analogy right now. The most go random ahead. analogy. You know, if I saw that happen on Days of Our Lives, you know, the next episode, someone's in jail. You know, like, even even telenovelas, people end up in jail. Like, what is going on here? Like, yeah. 
it, it doesn't make it. It just doesn't make any sense. And it kind. Of, I mean, the curtain's already pulled back enough that it is. Do we have to open it all the way? I mean, come on, man. But real quick, I'm gonna take a quick break so I can get to the, the sponsor commercials, and then we can get Guyam in here because he's gonna call about seven fifteen. So, hang on, real quick. We'll be right back. Hang on. Dude, I cut that commercial so short. <laughs> I, I found the paper, so I'm good to go. But real quick for the people listeners, you're here at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can always check out Paul's Photo, one of our uh, sponsor extraordinaires. Far and away, Paul's Photo is the best store for all your camera needs. Located in the city of Torrance, they have the best prices and professional advice from beginner to pro. Still photos or video, Paul's Photo will take care of all your photo and video needs. Located at 23845 Hawthorne Boulevard in the city of Torrance. You can call Mark at 310-375-7014. And you can always go to paulsphoto.com. Paul's Photo, ready, willing, and able to help with all your camera needs. We talked a little bit about that at the meeting because we've been trying to put a show together over there forever, but there's so much red tape. It sucks, but... We also got to love Yards After Contact. Got to check out Yards After Contact printing service, apparel, and, of course, the custom-made cornhole boards. Check them out at yardsaftercontact.com and check out their Facebook page. Great pictures of some of their work. I don't, um, I'll, I'll show Freddie that when we get a chance because they make some, you know, the cornhole thing is a whole, uh, like, the big thing that's going right now. And they made some custom ones that are really cool. They made a Raiders one, and they made a, uh, one yeah. from Long Beach. It was, yeah. It's really cool. When you see it, because I thought it was just a sticker that goes on there, but it's a whole thing that they that they make. It's really cool. And you can also check out their special custom UWC shirts modeled by our own Manny Pinson. <laughs> so that's your after contact. Get your custom gear today. You know you're a bad company when you've got Manny Pinson as your model to, to do that. But anyways, we're here. We're live. I got Freddie Gabriel with me. He's going to be with me from for hopefully as long as we can keep him. But when you're a badass wrestler, like that you know we, we just don't know uh F, is fmw still going around today Craig? fmw that's that's the big one in japan and you know why you're not familiar with it <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was defunct in like 1996 97 maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's who she only uh used to run it and, and they used to do that exploding barbed wire stuff and all. So i'm dating myself a little bit <laughs> You know, okay. Now, now I'm coming. Now I'm coming back into realization. Okay, what the exploding ring death matches are, but I thought I always thought that was all Japan. You know, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So maybe I'm dude. At one time, FMW was the pinnacle of of death matches. At at Susi Onita, he brought in Sabu and uh, Hayabusa and people like that. And then they even had a they they had a uh, where they lit the ropes on fire. And it was uh, Onita and somebody, I think it was Tarzan Goto, against the original Sheik and Sabu. And if you if you watch his shoot, one of Sabu's shooting interviews, he talks about it. He said that that ring got so hot, you know, that the fire was so raging that they were feeling themselves getting burned or whatever. So they did like a six-minute match. They just, they started working. They felt that heat. They got the hell out of there because it was just, you know, the ring was just on fire or whatever. So. 
Anyways, that that's neither here nor there, but you know, we're talking about dating hey, ourselves with FMW. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I wouldn't be stupid enough to try that. So I, mean, I might. Try. That sounds well, intriguing, actually. <laughs> well, how do you sell that though? How do you how do you have a meeting and say, okay, this is what we're gonna do, bro. We're gonna light the whole ring on fire. All the ropes are gonna be on fire, and we're gonna wrestle. Okay. Well, does that exclude us shooting each other off the ropes? Because I'm not gonna run into the fire or whatever. I just don't well, even you know, know how that came to the table. You know, the funny thing is, is I was always told that, and this is a, this is a terrible thing to say. You know, and I'm not trying to discourage anybody else. But I was once told that, that in order to have the best match of your life, do a match without using the ropes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, it, it's like you said, how do you do a, 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 a flaming rope death match? I mean, don't use the ropes. Yeah, and if you're a good wrestler, you'll know how to do that. You'll know how to be able to work and not have to worry about the ropes or whatever. So, so you know, to me, I think it – you you have to be what's the, what's the word I'm looking for well versed uh-huh. or well well versed or, or hold on a second Maybe, no, I told well, well pretty good yeah I, I told me to call the show and they're calling myself hold on a second oh man I get it the Mexicans professionalism hold on a keep it professional <laughs> sorry about that that's live radio Freddie you know how it is man. Hey, it okay. happens. I mean, apparently, apparently, I was in the snow sometime last week or in the winter storm. Yeah, no, I thought you were in a, in a hailstorm or whatever. But, but anyways, so so talking about fast lane. Other than that, there, there's nobody. I mean, Daniel Bryan's good. I mean, you know, Ring of Honor. He, I would say him, Samoa Joe, and uh, like people like Loki and all that. They they at CM Punk, they made Ring of Honor, and I'm glad to see that they all you know branched out or whatever. But um, you know, uh, uh, props to him. But you know the, the whole Jey Uso blah blah blah. It just to me it's just it's just boring. If you wanna if you wanted to make me watch that show, put put uh, the Lucha House Party against Andrade mm-hmm. and and Garza or something, or let's have the debut of Taya Valkyrie and come have her come out and just just blow through everybody in the women's division on a you know on a four way or something like that. I mean I I would watch it. I would actually pay to see that if it actually came to the forefront, right? But I, I don't know. I'm not familiar with the card. Let me guess. Andrade's not there. We know that because he's still trying to get out of his contract. Garza, what is he doing? Chasing Ron Simmons? Or what's it, Ron Simmons? Uh, he's in the he's in catering. Catering. He's in catering. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. And Lucha House Party is what? They're helping, helping put up the ring? Or what? We, you know, uh, they're not in the, in the pay-per-view at all, are they? They're, they're paying their dues. Paying them, putting up the ring. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, see, that's you. You can have you can have such a good show. I mean, you could really you could really get it out there or whatever. So that that's all I'm saying. It, it's just a shame that they have so much money and so much talent and don't know how to use it. Now, you know, WrestleMania is coming up. It's just right around the corner. What I will probably watch NXT because NXT has been making some pretty good strides to to you know. Get the, I think the whole like the British invasion and stuff like that when they have the Brit, British NXT and stuff like that, I think that's what's made it a little bit interesting to watch. I mean, would you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I'm I'm not as I'm not as well well knowledgeable with the European style or, or wrestlers, I should say. So when I see these guys come here, I'm intrigued, especially with guys like Walter and the and you know his whole uh, faction that he has. You know those guys are phenomenal, and and that that you know uh, European style, strong style that they do is 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 crazy. Like I cringe watching it. You know, seeing these guys get chops by this guy, and it's like, man, 
Man, I'm so glad that I don't get chopped by this guy on a daily basis. Like, <laughs> man, you know, they, 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 I feel it coming through the screen. I'm like, ah, man, no. But in all honesty, these, these guys from from you know the, the UK are amazing. You know, Pete Dunne. You know, I, when he first came out, I had no idea who he was, but him, his matches he was having. Hang um, on. To me, was hang on great. one second. Hold on one second. Hello, you're live on the air with uh, Fabi Chulo. Might this be Kayan himself? Yes, sir, Fabiano, my brother. <laughs> what, what, hey, you, my brother. I, I got to tell you, man. We, we've been talking so much or whatever, and I wanted. I, I have a story that I'm coming up at 7:30. Did you want me to give Enigma a call so we can get him in on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him a buzz. <laughs> okay, well, hold, hold on a second. Uh, as we, as as I get Enigma's number, so we can call. You know, this is this is the United Wrestling Council U, UWC Radio, and I got a new co-host, and his name is Freddie Havoc, better known. I mean, Freddie Gabriel, better known as Freddie Havoc. So, real quick, Freddie, say hi to Guy. Hey, how you doing, Guy? How you doing? Hey, Freddie, how you doing, <laughs> Freddie Havoc? How you doing, my I'm brother? Doing, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing good here, learning. Uh, Trying to get these these nerves out of here. Trying to do this, you know, this on the air for the first time, you know, and excited. And but with Favi, with Favi, it's always a pleasure, my brother. He he'll take care of you. The problem with him is in the ring. That's when he gets stiff like a thunder. But on the radio, he's sweet. Don't believe him. Don't believe him. But but um, the story I'm going to tell. Uh, is involving a certain tag team partner of mine that I've had for that I was a tag team partner with for five years, who goes by the name of the Bronx Bomber. So that's what I'm going to say. Bronx, it just, Bronx, it, does anybody know I'm going to call uh, Kayam because I'm going to dial him up right now? Yeah, just go, just dial him up. Okay, and we're calling him now because I got, I got to get him, I got to get him in on this too. So, so we can, and and Freddie, don't believe him about the stiffness in the ring. I almost uh, lost the kidney when. When Cayenne gave me the, the maroma from the, the top rope. Hey, Enigma, who's that? Somebody hang up? Oh, no, that's it. We're calling him now. You know, Cayenne, uh, Enigma might be on the phone Hello. with the host. Hey, Enigma. Right Hello. Enigma, it's Fabiano. Can you hear me? Hey, how you doing, brother? Ah, Come we're on the air. Yeah, we're live on the air, so so uh, let me bring everybody to, uh, up to date real quick. For the people <laughs> listeners, you're here. You're at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can check us out on Sundays now from seven to about you know about eight thirty or so. I got Fred Gabriel with me, who's just joined the team, you know, on the radio, and I got both Guyam and Enigma de Oro, and uh, I brought them both on because first of all, I want to I want to get some updates, see how Lucha Libre Alliance and stuff is going. But I'm gonna have a story that I haven't been able to tell on the air, you know, that we had to get all this clearance and stuff like that because we got to make sure. Well, let me tell you this. When I was working for, for On The Mat Radio, we were talking and we were telling a story about, you know, getting tapped out and stuff like that. So Sergio, my partner back then, said, uh, oh, yeah, you know, I was I was – I put the gi on and I got choked out by somebody. So I had to go to the kids class and I go, yeah, he's been tapping eight year olds for about a year now. So I got a letter from the FCC saying, Hey man, you got to watch what you're saying. Cause you know, when you say he's been tapping eight year olds or what, so it was a whole thing. So I got to be careful with what I say oh, so, so to, get, to get everybody up to date. And I know uh, Kayam and Enigma know what I'm talking about. Do you remember my, my partner back in the day who wrestled as the Bronx Bomber? Of course, man. He was our dear, dear friend. Oh, yeah. My pal. 
<laughs> Did he go to New Orleans or something? Yeah, he moved to New Orleans and, and opened up a, a a club with his with his cousin right before the big storm hit over there, whatever. But anyways, this, this, I'm gonna bring everybody up to them and tell you the story because when you guys hear this, you're gonna go. First of all, you're gonna know what I'm talking about. But okay, he's legit crazy. I mean, he's got paperwork and everything. I mean, he's just a complete nut. I've had to pull him off of promoters before and, and stuff like that because he's just you know the dude was just legit nuts and he was the huge he was about maybe six two and i would say maybe about a solid 265 270 oh, yeah. he's a big big garrote yeah so that's why we teamed for so long because he had this reputation like like uh, let's say a promoter said hey can, uh, uh, can you come to san diego for a hundred dollars and that would be like <laughs> uh, yeah and then you get there and he says oh bro i can only pay you 60. So I would just wrestle for the 60 and then say, hey, just don't call me anymore. Now, Al, Bronx Bomber, he would just beat the mess out of you and just take it out of your wallet or whatever. So when he when he called me and he said, hey, man, I think we got a, <laughs> I think we got a good thing going. I'll just set him up and you'll knock him down if you want to tag with me. And I'm like, absolutely, because I knew wherever we went, we were going to get paid. So... Anyways, right. uh, I think I think it was for Kiss and Carisma, and and we we, we were doing three days. Oh, yeah. We were gonna do we were gonna do Tijuana on Friday and Sanada on Saturday, and then drive to Puerto Peñasco <laughs> and do a show Sunday out there, right? So this was the first time I took Al with me to to Tijuana. So we get there, got there a little early, went to go check out some shirts and stuff like that, and then and then we we head head to the arena. So we go to the arena, and. We get in there, we you know greet everybody, you know just be nice and stuff like that. So you remember the 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 clowns, Coco Rojo, Coco Azul, those guys, the guy and Yeah. They kept they kept looking at out and they kept staring at him and then they were talking, you know, and then they'd look at him and, and keep talking. And he goes, "Hey, what's the problem, dude?" And I'm like, "I don't know." He goes, "Well, go, go over there and go ask him." So I they're talking and they kept looking at him and so I walk over there and then and it was uh, Halloween. Damien and Halloween were there, so I told Halloween, I said, hey, man, I said, I said my, my buddy's getting mad. He, you know, he wants to know what they're talking about. They keep pointing and looking at him, and he goes, he goes, man, he goes, hey, you see these guys over here? He goes, they're, they're from deep in Mexico. They, they, they're, you know, they've never seen a black man in person, so they were talking, and they, uh, they want to see his dick. <laughs> God. <laughs> I said what? And he goes, Yeah, man. He goes, you know, they, they, that's what they're saying. They heard, they heard that he, and you know, they've heard the myth or whatever. And they go, he goes, well can down, you ask? Well he goes, can you ask? Him? <laughs> I go, I'm not, I go, well, I'm not gonna go over there. I'm, a, well, so I go, okay. So I was like, well, what's up, man? What's the problem? And so I told him, I said, hey, there's these guys from that they and they, and they want to see your dick. And he goes. Okay, no problem. So he stands up on the chair and he pulls his pants down and they go, Híjole de su madre, wey. And, they get, and they, this does not the capper. They, somebody got a camera and they started taking pictures with, like they were pointing at it and they were posting. And they go, dude. Jesus. Get, I go, dude, get dressed. And go get dressed over there. Go, I go, I don't even want you want you near me. Just go over there. So they, I mean, it was the greatest thing on earth. They, they talked about it all night or whatever. So then he says, man, I, I, I like this, man. I think I'm, I'm going to walk around naked, man. I feel comfortable. 
<laughs> he's, walk, he's walking around and he walks right into uh, what's uh, Brazo de Plata, Super, Super Porky or whatever, who was all sweaty because oh, he walked he walked from the hotel, which was I think was was a block, and he was just <laughs> so he was like calling him donkey and all this stuff, and it was the hit of of teaching. I mean that they the wrestling was secondary. That's all they talked about for for the whole. <laughs> I wasn't able to. I wasn't able to tell that story till today. But it's just. Have, have you guys, Kayam and Enigma, who've been everywhere or whatever? Have you ever experienced anything like that? Because that's what Halloween said. He said these guys never. They've so. They've never been out of Mexico. They've been deep in it. So it's just a myth or whatever. First of all, I'll, I'll pose this question to Enigma. Would you even if it wasn't? Would you even have the the the? Hold it, quick. Al actually told us to show him our junk, and he and to this day we're his his gods. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, it, it just, I've never in my forty thousand years of wrestling, I've never seen anything like that. You know, so first of all, Enigma, somebody like you, would you even? I mean, would you even have the the guts to say, "Hey, go ask him because I want to see it," or it's like, <laughs> what till he gets dressed? Or I mean, what, what do you say? Well, let, let me tell you, brother. One time, we were wrestling in Acapulco, uh-huh. and uh, it was it was Fishman, uh, Lee Mark, and I can't remember the other guys. But anyway, we, we got Herodes, Herodes was the other guy, and uh-huh. uh, we picked up on the match, and we went to the shower, and he was looking at us. We were all naked, right? <laughs> and he look, he looks at Fishman, and says, "Damn, you're big, man." <laughs> then he looks at the lead mark says, God damn you too, God damn it. <laughs> he looked at me and said, Okay, you're normal. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Okay, you can get out. <laughs> but hey, well, real quick, hey, to, to our sponsors and everything like that, I, you know, I, I had to put that out there because we were talking about old the old days and stuff like that. But that same night, uh, did, do you guys remember a wrestler named BJ Darden? He was a. a a brother that was doing some shows or whatever, and, and he was he was friends with Dalton. You guys ever heard of that name, Gaiam Enigma? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, he everybody took a shower after the matches because because he didn't, uh, you know, because you got to go to the hotel or whatever. So everybody took a shower, but he, he Al and himself were going home. So BJ goes, oh, no, I don't need to take a shower. And he goes, no, dude, you need to take a shower. I got a truck, and it's a two-seater, and I ain't going with somebody funky. He goes, no, I'm not. And he, and he goes, I have a towel for you. He still wouldn't take a shower. So Al took his bag and took all his clothes and made him go in the back of the truck in his gear because <laughs> he, he wouldn't take a shower. <laughs> so he drove all the way from TJ to Ensenada in the back of the truck, <laughs> freezing because he didn't but that's that's how Al was. He just you're you know what, dude? You're in the back of the truck, and he's not gonna say I'm not doing nothing because he would have got killed. So he's like, okay. So he froze all the way back to Ensenada because he didn't want to take a shower. But anyways, I, I had to get that out there today to our sponsors, to UWC. Sorry, I had to put that I had to put that out there because everybody people were asking me about that. To this day, that was dude. That was ninety. 98, maybe early 2000, I think, if I'm not not mistaken or whatever. But anyways, that that's had to put that out there because that's just how the wrestling business business is and crazy or whatever. Oh yeah. Real, real quick, 
for the people listeners That's to hear great. here at UWCB, and I got Kayam, I got Enigma de Oro, and of course, Fred Gabriel <laughs> hanging with us. So, you know, but also being said, you know, uh, when we were working for Antonio at All Nations, remember they used to do a Payasito de America gimmick? <laughs> and they used to, yeah. they used to, they used to yeah, throw candy. It was, it was Antonio and, and Palomino, yes. Palomino Ramirez. Palomino Ramirez, yeah. And so they would have a bag of candy and throw the candy out, you know, for the kids and stuff like that. So yeah. Antonio comes up to me and he goes, hey, you want some candy? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, ask, ask your buddy. And I go, hey, Al, you want you want some candy? And he goes, no, man, I don't want candy. I go, well, Antonio said that's your pay. And Antonio looked at me and he goes, no. <laughs> he thought he was going to die. <laughs> and he goes, no, no, uh, bummer, bummer. No, 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 no. And he, you know, he knew we were playing, but, man, you could just see the fear in that dude's eyes, man, because Al had that reputation, you know, and if you don't pay him, then somebody's going to get killed or whatever. But, anyways, you remember those days, K.M.? And he went back, back in, no, back in those, nation. Those were very good years, Years yeah, of, yeah. of great times, man. Great. Yeah, that was the hot thing. Yeah, brother. Yeah, Al, Al, yeah. You have to be careful with Al. Don't, you don't mess with Al. Yeah, I like that. You know what? We always got along beautifully with him. Yeah. Always, all the time. Because, uh, yeah, but he, he was, he was, he was uh, a force to be reckoned with, you know? Yeah, no doubt. And when we would, okay. Yeah, we would do some shows, and they say, "Oh, you're wrestling those guys," and they take a look at it, and they go, "Oh man!" So they come up to me and go, "Hey, uh, we wrestled the Ku Klux Klan at at, at Antonio's nation." Hey man, he chucked you, buddy, and, yeah, and tell him not to kill us. Or and then I would be like, "Oh, oh no, man, that dude gets, he gets crazy. I'll try, you know, or whatever." But anyways, real quick, <laughs> this is this is why I wanted to get Gayam and Enigma on the show. First of all, before I get into talking about some other things, what's what's the latest with the Lucha Libre Alliance? I know they've opened up into the orange tier. I still haven't been able to do my show. Have Have you heard any word about when you guys might be able to to start doing some shows, or have you been looking uh, anywhere else to do a show? You want to keep it right there where you guys are. are Pretty much settled. Okay, I'm gonna pose that to you first. Yeah, well, I'm I'm uh, following Enigma's lead. The dude, mm-hmm. my brother, he's uh, he's in the medical profession, so this guy knows more than I do of the the dangers of 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 this virus. Uh, yes. And he keeps reminding. A lot of people think it's over and that we're back to normal, like back to business as usual. And he says people are mistaken. And so I'm following yeah. his lead. He says. Too soon to open right now. Even if uh, if Agustin were to offer us the the place right now, I I think Enigma still wants to hold out a few more months till more vaccinations. I don't know, ask Enigma, but I'm following his lead because he he is way more way more educated in this in 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 this field, for the medical field than I am. So I, I respect this dude. But go ahead, ask well, Enigma. He'll tell you. Well, Enigma, I'll put it this way: we, you know, both both Jessica and I work in the medical field, and we we had to wear those N95 masks forever, and it sucks. I mean, they they pinch your face, and especially me, I got like chipmunk chinks, so they're really. So now they had a meeting, and they said, you know, now we can take the take the N95s off and wear the regular masks when we're not in patient contact. But anytime we're with patient contact, we have to put on the N95. So it's kind of loosening up, right. but it's still, you know, they're still taking precautions. So let me, let me ask you this question. I know uh, they haven't, they haven't out in the city of Torrance have not let us do our show outside yet. They, they're still making us wait. So the question I have for you is, I mean, how long will it take for you, 
for until you say, hey, look, man, it's been over a year. It's going to be a while till we can get back to to the arena. Would you consider going someplace else and doing an outside show, or are you just going to wait to to stay where you're more established? Well, right now, I think we have to wait until everything gets a little more settled down because mm-hmm. uh, we need all the vaccines for all my my people, my my fans, our fans, and mm-hmm. then once we get that done. Then we can go through with the matches. Right now, yeah. right now is very dangerous for us and for our fans. Yeah. We respect our fans so much that we don't want to risk them. We don't want to be part of entering the, them or part of them being, being uh, you know, yeah. contaminated. So it's just a matter of time. But I think when that time's going to be, it's going to be this summer. This summer. Yeah. We cannot That's what do talking this about. in spring, in summer. Yeah. So, so if I mean, but I'm saying if something good came up, would you consider um, doing the show before that outside, or you just want to wait? Because what's happening now, and I'll pose this to both you guys, and of course Freddie, who's with us, that, that people are, we're talking about that at the meeting this morning, so many people are itching to go see a show, especially the, the fans there, because I've seen like like Yolanda and Dali Esquivel and all those people driving all the way to Orange County to go see a show, because they're, they're just dying to see some wrestling. So if something came up like that, would you consider it, or you want to make sure you stay right there where you're established? I mean, would, would the, any consideration, or would the stars have to be lined up just perfect, or what would it take? It's, let me try, let try answer that. Go well, Kayam, yeah, well, again, well, Going back to you. what I was saying earlier, but yeah. Enigma is looking at her, but if something were to come up right now uh, where we would be outside, I don't know, Nima might consider that. Uh, but uh, the, the point is, uh, we have to keep in mind that this, this thing is, is, is no joke and that right. it's not over. Like a lot of people wish it were. I mean, I wish it, it, it was over, but we, we, we just can't. It, it's not uh, uh, that easy. So, right. uh, I was talking about summer. Yeah, I, I think uh, uh, July would be a, a real good month. To uh, yes, to bring uh, yes. back to our fans and and open yeah. big in a big way. It, it, it could be in Florence in Maine. It could be in Long Beach. It could be wherever. Yeah. I mean, uh, we're, uh, we have fans all over. Thank goodness, and right. and our uh, our boys follow us. And uh, so when we open, we're going to open with a bang. And of course, Bobby Chulo is going to be on the card. <laughs> and of course, well, we have a, a pending t- a title. Uh, defense of uh, black metal and, uh, and warhog. That's the main one. That's the main one. That's right. 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 And then, uh, Vito Fratelli and I were tag team champs, and we we will defend them against the Sicarios. That that match was uh, about to happen before the pandemic hit. So we have okay. so we have some big plans, and yeah, we want this year to uh, be very special year to give it back to our to our to our our our, our fans, but. Like Enigma says, and he underlines this emphatically, with time and do it carefully and cautiously and safely. Yes, I I, yes. I agree 100%. Can you guys hang on just one minute? i got to take a quick break. I'll come back. There's one question I want to talk to Kayam and Enigma and, of course, Freddie with us. To hang on real yep. quick. We'll be right back. After. Just take a quick break. Hang on. Freddie, hi. I'll be right here, bro. There you go.
takes me a second to reset the board. So I got to make sure I get these guys. Got it, brother. But for the people, for the people listeners, you're here. You're at UWC Radio. Don't forget you check us out on Sundays now from seven till about eight thirty. I got, of course, Freddie who just joined the, the UWC family, and you know I had him on a couple times before. We we talked so much about that, and of course I got Gayam and Enigma the Order on. So this is this is yes. what I want to give to Gayam right here because. This is what happened the last time we wrestled because they, the Graffiti Kid and I wrestled for those belts, and, and Graffiti Kid ended up losing his, his mind at the end and blew it for us. But this is how I felt. This is how I felt afterwards. <laughs> that, was, that was me going home after that. But here's the thing I, I wanted to, want to talk about. I was like, I was like, what are you doing, man? You ruined it for us. But anyways, um, I'm <laughs> cry, <laughs> okay. Why cry? It's, Why cry? it's the uh, it's the sixth uh, six year anniversary of, of the death of Pedro Aguayo Jr. So, but before we wow. get in, get into talking a, 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 a little bit about that, I, I got the chance to, to wrestle him one one time, and he was young. He was still pretty pretty new to the business and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. I mean, the dude just doesn't stop. Dude just goes, 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 goes. And he, he made it really exciting because he just didn't stop. I mean, I was blown up just, you know, uh, working with him. And, and even when my partner would come in, that's the one thing I remember about him is that dude just goes and goes. Um, now, first of all, no, I, we'll, we'll go with we'll go with Guyane first. Did, have you ever wrestled work. him or, or the father, Pedro Aguayo uh, Sr.? Certainly. Uh, we uh, had the honor of being in the ring at the same time with Pedro Aguayo Sr., that yes. happened here with W. I mean, it happened here at WPW with with Martin. Yeah, Martin. Martin Martin. Yeah. Yes. It was uh, Los Chivos, Enigma de Oro en Cayenne versus Perra Guayo and Roberto Paz Carreste so as yes. well. Yes. And yes. It, it was a classic match. Oh my gosh! It, it was it was a war, but it was an honor being in the ring with Aguayo, with with uh, the the uh, young Aguayo. I never. I we shared the dressing rooms many times. Uh, he was a very centered young man. I, I enjoyed always spending time and talk, talking with him about his plans because he had a, he had such a bright future. My God, I I, I yeah. get teary. I just about it. That's future, this boy. And, I'm, and I'm talking about future pop with 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 the top uh, uh, company uh, WWE. I'm sure he would have ended up there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, things happen. Business. Is is it, 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 it's uh, that's the nature of our business. A very 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 violent, very very tough business. And he passed away uh, with honors. He, he he left this world right on top of the ring, uh, like right. like all true warrior, all true warrior. But yeah, with uh, uh, Perro Aguayo Senior, geez, it was the guy was just <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable yeah. man. Lima well, Lima had. Four matches with him as partner and 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 against him, I just had that one. But Ask Enigma in Mexico, he 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 worked with him many 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 times. Well, Enigma, that show that that Guyam's talking about is that the one that was at the Compton Casino that was out in the in the parking lot of the Compton Casino. He was like on the verge of retirement and he did a little tour with WPW. Was that there or was that somewhere else? No, we I, I wrestled with uh, Ferro Guayo the senior. In, yeah. in El Torreo de Cuatro Caminos, and we wrestled tag teams, and and it was a magnificent match, magnificent match. Yeah. And yeah. Then, then we wrestled in Puebla, and in Toluca, recent matches, because yeah. uh, we adapted to each other. 
he, he was yeah. aggressive, and I was aggressive, and, yeah. and he liked it. He liked it. And, yeah. and, and my, I remember one time my papa was watching the match. He came after the match and said, wow, wow, that was a beautiful match, beautiful match. Yeah. And Pedro Aguayo told me, gracias, Chivito, gracias, Chivito. And yeah. that was, yeah, that was and, beautiful. And that's, that's what we talk a lot about that, you know, about the aggression and, and really bringing it. Because so many people, especially nowadays, they go, oh, you know, that fake wrestling. And I'm like, dude, go in there. Go get in there with somebody like Pedro Aguayo Sr. or Jr. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Real quick, Fred, uh, my co-host, Freddie Gabler, did, did you, first of all, did you know that when, you know, when everything happened and Pedro Aguayo Jr. passed away, the, the dude that was teaming with um, with uh, Rey Mysterio was uh, T.J. Perkins. He was doing that gimmick, the Havoc gimmick or whatever, suicide uh, or whatever. Did you Did you know that was him, Freddie? No, I didn't know that. Um, yeah, because I did not know that. I, I, I actually have an interesting, interesting story history of, of the Aguayo yeah. myself. But I'll let you finish first. Go ahead. Well, because well, I saw TJ at the second Lucha Expo, and and we talked about that because I hadn't talked to him in, in ages. But when I saw him over there, and he goes, "Man, one of the worst nights of my life." He goes, first of all, you never know what what's going on." And then he said, "The the way." You know, because I know all three of us have worked at, at, at uh, the arena in Tijuana, and there's only one way in. And I don't know if it's changed since then, but there was only one way in and one way out. You had to take that tunnel. And yeah. it took it took 20 minutes just okay. to get the, the board in there to get him out. So they're mm-hmm. saying maybe if that wouldn't, wouldn't have happened, they might have been able, but then they don't know if he had a heart attack before or whatever. But um, go go ahead, Freddie. Tell us what you're talking about, Pedro Jr. So, so a lot long little story, little history about me, which I've, you know, I've never told a lot of people this story. Um, so I've been told through family members um, that I have connections with the Ohio's. Oh, um, is that right? I actually, be, before I became a wrestler or anything like that, and I never knew this, um, part of my grandfather's side of, I believe it's my grandfather's side of the family, because this is one of those things, like, I don't understand the the Mexican heritage very yeah, well. I mean, I speak Spanish. Uh-huh. I am Mexican, but um, I don't really understand how it works. Where where your parents' uncles become your cousins and become your second cousins, <laughs> yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But I believe it's on the, on the right. side of my of my grandmother that their apellido is Aguayo, and um, oh, wow. they you know what it wasn't until he passed away, Junior, that he yeah. told me that you know we are we are related to, to an extent. And it, it was one of those things where, okay. where now it made sense why my family never wanted me to be a wrestler. Um, <laughs> you know, because they, they understood the, the, where it came from. Yeah, they worry about you. Well, dude, you're going yeah, to leave from Zacatecas? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, well, that why was they originally from Zacatecas, yes. Yeah. So, well, yeah, your, yeah, your my, family's... My, uh, do, my dad uh, is from from La Mesa, La Mesa Zacatecas. Ah, bueno, pues ahí está. So you're well, you can, you're part of the family, my brother. Then what an yeah, honor! You can, you're going to have to let that hair grow out and wear the fur boots, dude, and and, and continue on the tradition. Can I mean, dude, it just, it just comes the with the territory. The yeah, and yeah. come and come out to the, the the what's the song that they came out to? March of the of the Zacatecas or whatever. Yeah, yeah, dude. Hey, Freddie, stick with us, man. We're 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 gonna bring huh. you to a whole new, a whole new uh, era. 
or whatever it's going to be slamming. But anyways, real quick for the people listeners, you're here at UWC Radio. Don't forget, you can check us out on Sundays from 7 to 8.30 um, to, to Guyam and to Enigma. I always, when I have something going on, I tell you, I got to get them on because I know they, they've done and seen it all. There's nobody that they haven't wrestled, Russian, Japanese, Mexican, exactly. whatever. They, exactly. they wrestled everybody. That, that's, that's why I bring crazy. them on. So we look forward, you know, to, to getting back over there to the arena. I'm, hey, I'm telling you, as we're on this on this air now, I've been wrestling for over 20 years, and, and of course, I am in England forever. But I have never seen a more close knit uh, family as far as like the, the Lucha Libre Alliance, because it's like a family. I always it, it, the, what what took me over the edge was when you guys had the fan appreciation at, at the uh, Puerto Escondido and the people came out yeah. and I think it was Jose Garcia that was like, man, I, I'm just so happy that I got to come and, and talk to you, you know, and sit down and, and spend some time with you because, you know, you, we only get to see you for a minute when you're coming in and out of the ring or whatever. And I was like, man, these guys, these guys are really cool, man. The only thing, and if you could just please, guyaminating it for me, please. Please tell Lady Cynthia's dad I am so sorry for knocking over his table. I mean, I owe that dude a bag of cacahuates, some chicharrones. He had the whole thing. So that's the only thing. Please. He just, just to get him a, a, a pail of, of, of Bud Light and everything's cool. Uh, yes. The, the, the first show that you have back at Lucha Libre Alliance, I'll bring the beers for him or whatever because I owe him from there. But that that showed me what a what a what a good time and what a close knit, you know, not only just you know a, a relationship wrestling, but like like a like a really family type relationship with with the with the That's fans right. from right, Lucha Libre Alliance. So we definitely look forward yes, to that. Sir. But don't forget. To Kayam and Enigma, were, it's funny because we were talking to uh, Fred and, and and Manny, the owner of, of UWC, uh, about you know going out and doing things and all that and, and, and promoting. And I was telling Freddie, I said, you know, when I was doing my show, the one who did the most work, who wasn't even working on the card, was Enigma. I go, I I did three live exactly. broadcasts, and he was at he was at every one promoting the show or whatever, just just to get it out there. Yeah. I said, so that's what I was telling Freddie. That is what it takes exactly. to, to get out there. So you guys put so exactly. much into it, that's why you get so much out of it. I mean, if, if, if at Puerta Escondido or the donut shop over there in Linwood or whatever, they're out there promoting and, and getting the stuff out there. So we definitely look forward to, you know, Lucha Libre Alliance coming back. Um, look, look here, uh, uh, the our dad, he taught us from the very, very beginning, he says, you're going to, if you, you chose this business, the business didn't choose you. You chose right. it. So now that you chose it, you got to give it everything. And that means when we started out as wrestlers. So that yes, means right. the gym becomes your second home. That's your yes. second home. If I look for you guys, I can't find you here, I better find you guys at the gym because yeah. that's where you belong. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's your bread and butter right there. And so yeah. all the intensity that we, that we had all through the years in the ring, uh, now – we're applying it as as in our in our company in Lucha Libre Alliance. It's that same aggressiveness, that same commitment, that same passion that we have in the ring. Now we give it in in, in another aspect, which is the aspect of uh, of the of the of promotion. And the right. only way you get that through a match is by working. Well, another way, the only way you can get a big house is by working out there and letting people know that there's a big show. And we know we're very confident that our product is going to is going to convince those people that that pay their hard-earned money 
they're going to convince them to come back again. And yeah. that is what you want. That is what you, you don't want those fans walking out and saying, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I'll come back. No. <laughs> yeah. come out and, when's the next show? When's the next show? Yeah. When's the, that's what you want. But you only could do that if you give them that the heart. they got to feel yeah. it. Yeah, I went to an Inoki Dojo show just because I wanted to see Taya Valkyrie and, and the minis and, and uh, Dali Esquivel and Yolanda and all them were there. And they came up to me and said, hey, man, when are you back at Lucha Libre Alliance? And I'm like, oh, uh, next Sunday. And they, okay, we're going to be there, man. We're going to be. So that means them fans, yeah. they, they got passion, man. But it just goes to speak to what you and Enigma put into it. So we definitely look forward to checking out Lucha Libre Alliance. I'm steadily working for the UWC show to get that. Guyam will be there, of course. Got to have Enigma there because there's nobody who's more respected in the business than Enigma. They know when he says something, it's, you know, it's the truth. So we appreciate you guys coming on. We look forward, man, to, to the. Uh, Lucha Libre Alliance coming back and all that. I think it's going to be, like you said, probably about July or so, and we can look. But it's good. That gives Kayam enough time to get himself in shape because when I come back, he's dead. I'm telling you. I owe this. He is dead. He almost, he almost broke my kidneys that day. I'm in shape right now. All right. I've stopped working out, been working, working, working like a caged animal. Yeah. So, no, I'm hey, when I saw you at Puerto Escondido, I, I was like, damn, this dude is, is getting in shape, man. I better up my game. So I had to. So like, we look forward to it or whatever. So um, sorry, but I'm running up against the clock. I got to get to this next commercial. But we look forward to seeing you then uh, for sure, man. I think like you said in July, it's going to open up, and we'll be right back over there doing it again. So I will keep in touch to let you guys know because the people, a lot of people email me and send me messages after the show. You know, when's this going to happen and, you know, whatever. When are you going to kill Kayam or, you know, when is Enigma going to save you from death and all that. So I'll keep you guys, I'll keep you guys up to date on that. All right, all right my friends? All right, we're going to tell you where we can get Go together at Marisol Sports Escondido because that's our next meeting, our next promotion there. Okay, well, please let me know. We'll make sure and promote it on here. I'll take Freddy. That guy can eat, man. So we're going to have to buy him that big plate that has every, the siete please, marras, that uh, has all the, uh, all the seafood on it. That's an appetizer for him, so we'll make sure we get that. Oh, God. Right. Oh, what? <laughs> hey, no sugar, okay? Where's the sugar? Hey, Monday. Can I put a little plug in real quick? Go for it. Anytime. All right. Tomorrow, Monday, the 22nd at, Which uh, at 7 o'clock from 7 we'll be in Facebook with uh, in esta Esquina with Marcelo. Uh, it's, uh-huh. So we're going to be on Facebook to look it up. Uh, in esta esquina, it's called with Marcelo. Uh, we'll okay. be doing this real cool interview. We're going to be talking about Lucha Libre Alliance and in the future of, of that company. I saw that. I and, 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 yeah, for the, for the people listening, I'll put that up on my Facebook so you can see where to go to or whatever. That's why I gave you a call because I saw you put that on your, on your Facebook story to, tomorrow at 7 p.m., on Facebook and Esta Esquina. I'll make sure and put that up so the people go to it. All right, my friends? Thank you. All right, and we'll see you guys soon. We'll be right back. Freddie and I will be right back to finish up the news after this, and I'll leave you. I'll leave Kayam and Enigma with this for when we see you in July. Thank you, guys. 
Alright, we'll be right back after this. that freddie those chivos but real quick for the people listeners don't forget our great sponsors as paul's photos far and away paul's photos is the best store for all your camera needs located in the city of torrance they have the best prices and professional advice from beginner to pro still photos or videos paul's photo will take care of all your photo and video needs located at 23845 at hawthorne boulevard in the city of torrance you can also call mark at 310 375-7014. And you can always go to paulsphotos.com. Paul's Photos, ready, willing, and able to help with all your camera needs. And Yards After Contact. Got to check out Yards After Contact, printing service, apparel, and, of course, custom cornhole boards. Check them out at yardsaftercontact.com and check out their Facebook page. Great pictures up there. You got to check it out. Uh, Also, especially what you have to check out is the custom UWC, United Wrestling Council, shirts modeled by our own Manny Pinson. That's Yards After Contact. Get your custom gear today. Now, Freddie, as you came to the meeting today, you see the uh, Manny Pinson in person. I mean, are you just waiting to see how he modeled those, those shirts for UWC? I was. I was waiting for it. I was like, "What's cool?" <laughs> waiting for the for the rundown. Man, it was Modelo time. You, you were waiting for a what's it called when you walk down the runway, a fashion a fashion runway or whatever. But oh yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Freddie, I, I have my camera ready and everything. Yeah, so we'll, we'll make sure you have it ready next time. We'll have a model one. Well, if we do the live broadcast from Paul's photos, you can see all that in person. It's great. So. Oh. Real quick before we continue with the news, you know, that's, that's, I go to Guyam and Enigma, uh, you know, when I have something like that, like the, the passing of Pedro Aguayo, it's been six years and stuff like that, because they, they've seen and done it all. I've known them for easily over 20 years. There's a picture up on my Facebook where, um, I think it's Enigma giving me a hip toss and I'm right in full Marona, just upside down. And that was at Bart's in, uh, man, that had to be early 2000, maybe 2001, 2002. So we've been back and forth ever since. So with that being said, uh, you're talking about Pedro Aguayo Jr., people like that. Who, right now, okay, let's say today, they said you could could choose anybody you want to work with. They're going to bring them in so you can work one-on-one with them. Who who would you want to work with? Uh, uh, Living or or alive, like alive or dead? For right now, we'll say living. And if you say Randy Orton, I'm gonna throw you off the air right now. Oh Lord. <laughs> um, who would I like to work with? I can right I can now? tell you who I can tell you who mine is. You know. You know. Before, um, I'm I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna just throw it out there just because it's someone that that I like their style. I like their aggression. I like what the, what they bring to the table. Um, Karrion Cross. Oh, you they, know what? It's it. It's funny because at the first Lucha Expo that they had in Las Vegas, I got a chance to get him on the air. And the dude was just like, what's what I'm looking for? Not not so much a scary dude, but just a serious dude. I mean, on the air, off the air, or whatever. He was The dude was just really serious or whatever. And he had just – I think he was working in AAA at the time. He hadn't crossed over 
or whatever. And I can't, I can't remember who I was talking to. It might have been Kevin Kleinrock or whatever. They go, dude, I'm telling you, man, this guy's got it. He's going somewhere, you know, or whatever. And I was like, yeah, man, look at him. You know, it was a good shape or whatever. So what what would make you want to wrestle Karrion uh, Cross? What what brings it to the table? Just because he's so, you know, aggressive I, I and into it's the, it's the challenge. It's the challenge yeah. of, of his style. The, you know, he's a big guy, well, well athletic, very well athletic, very well rounded. Mm-hmm. You, you know, if he can get uh, – you can go any any way you want to go with you know you can go technical you can go aggression I think it's the challenge of how would I be able to keep up with someone like him um, yeah. would I win would I not be able to win you know it's one of those things where where you got to go you know go big or go home you know if you're gonna make an impact you got to go in my opinion for one of the the biggest guys you know biggest names out there and and that's what's gonna set you apart from everybody it's the challenge and the fact you that. Think- that I could you, I could try to keep up. I mean, go with it. You think you know? um, I mean, NXT's I like a you think NXT's a good fit for him? I think it's a good fit for for everybody. Um, just because <laughs> it gives people it gives it gives people an opportunity to to show what they can do. I mean, we all know that once you go to the the big you know the big stage, whether it's Raw, SmackDown, it. yeah. or the or the Royal roster, they people tend to to pull back a little bit, you know, and right. so maybe it's not there to them. I, I don't understand the process, right? Yeah. But I feel like I watch the NXT product, and I feel like I'm getting more of my money's worth watching guys like him, watching guys like them or the girls. You know, they, they, they step up their level. I mean, you know, we were discussing this earlier about how, you know, WWE and, and, and you know, what what intrigues me about Fastlane, nothing. Like, mm-hmm. I was right now during commercial break, I was looking at the card for the NXT pay-per-view uh, that's coming up. For them for the WrestleMania weekend or or the week before whatever I'm not sure the dates guys look at the dates, but that card right now is by far 20 times better than what I saw for you know the WrestleMania card. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Well, you know, it, it's it, it, you know that I think there's a lot of wrestlers there that say I don't even want to go to the big show. I mean, it might be more money, but you know here's where it's at. You know, well let me tell you this. Uh, I know uh, a lot of people. Uh, that worked for the crash, uh, which is because when Conan was doing the booking over there, and then he he let it go because he moved on to something else. And then when I when I saw this is this is what I'm talking about. When I say something different, or well, let's put it this way: at the at the first Lucha Expo, they put Brody King and Black Darus together, and they wrestled mm-hmm. Papi La Mascara and um, uh, what's his name from that they just went from Santinos to NXT. Jessica, what's his name that wrestled Daga at PCW? Jake Atlas. Jake Atlas. And I went, I went, dude, that, that is that is a matchup right there. And Brody King and, and Tharos just did damage. I mean, they had good good partners or whatever, but it was different. So I'm like, see, that's what I'm talking about. It's different. So whoever was booking after Conan and the crash brought down Mustache Mountain, which is Tyler mm-hmm. Bateman and I forget his partner's name, to wrestle uh, Bestia and Mecha Wolf. And I thought, who's the effing genius? Who's the genius behind this? You know? But that's the mark of some good wrestlers because Tyler Bateman and his partner, Mustache Mountain, came to Mexico, to Tijuana, to wrestle uh, Bestia and, and, uh, and Mecha Wolf, and they put on a show. I'm like, man, these guys are unbelievable. Not only are they good workers, but they can work anywhere, and they can work with anyone and, and put on a show. So that's what I'm talking about, how – some of the guys get stuck and, and they're spinning their wheels, blah, 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 or whatever. But that goes on to, to the news, you know, because this is why I love New Japan so much. Because Will Ospreay took the um, the 2021 New Japan Cup, 
which that guy's amazing. Mm-hmm. How that guy's still walking is beyond me because the, the stuff that, that that guy does is, is crazy. But they also had, uh, not in that in that um, particular one where he won the New Japan Cup, but uh, one of the shows out there, they had Brody King against Bateman, you know, Bateman that came from Santino Brothers, who's in Ring of Honor now. Uh-huh. And they, they put on a show over there, too. You know, those are two guys from Santino Brothers, you know, that went to Ring of Honor and then parlayed them into working into New Japan. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, if you're a good worker and you, you work on – well, first of all, you look at Brody King. The dude was just made to be a wrestler. He's huge. And, and he was smart, dude. He said, hey, man, I want to up my game. So he started training with, with uh, uh, Los Luchas to get, to get his – you know, because he said, if you're in L.A., you're going to need to work Luchas. So he upped his game and stuff like that. And then when I first saw Tyler – or not Tyler Bateman, but Bateman himself – and, and they had the belt on him, and I was talking to Joey, and I'm like, well, you know, what's this dude's gimmick? Is he God or whatever? And he goes, well, it's this and that. But, so I didn't really see it. But they put they brought Rocky Romero down, and they put Rocky Romero against him. So, so Nicolette and I went to go see that show, and talking again about dance partners, they put on the show, man. You know, Bateman and Rocky Romero tore, tore the house down. So... That, that's what I'm saying. I would rather see people go to New Japan or Ring of Honor or something like that. And then, well, but the, then there's another side of me that says, if if they get to WWE, you know they're going to be taken care of. They're going to be making money. They're going to be be able to take care of their family. They're going to be able to buy a nice house and stuff like that. So, Freddie Gabriel, as you sit here today, would you it would you you know, if you were that good and they said, well, New Japan's looking at you, but WWE wants to groom you to go to SmackDown. I mean, what, what, what would right now, what would your mindset be? Um, Honestly, for me, I, I mean, everybody's dream is to go to WWE. I, I don't care right. who you are. Right. If you say it's not, if you say it's not, you're a liar. You're you're, you're a liar. Yeah. Even me, brother. If they called me tomorrow. And said we need we need a manager to manage the Andrade or whatever. I would be there so fast and make your head spin. So go ahead. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's it's the biggest exposure. It's it's the most exposure. You're going to be out there. You're going all around the world. Not taking anything away from New Japan or anything like that. No. But let's let's. Uh, and, and I hate to say this because you know the the the, the style that WWE does. There, the, what they bring out is not for everybody. Hence the reason a lot of guys don't get used or maybe they get, maybe they're getting cut, you know, right, right away because they just don't fit in the system. So right. the opportunity the opportunity to go to Japan in in my opinion bar bar some kind of a career ending injury um yeah. still there. You know, the only yeah. difference now is your 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 name value even went up higher because of like, oh, you used to wrestle for WWE and and you know, it's like you talk to people like I'll give you an example. I I go to places and they're like, oh, you're a wrestler, huh? I was like, yeah, I'm a wrestler. He's like, oh, like that fake stuff and things like that. I'm like, yeah, but they all know WWE. That right. whether whether they call it fake or not, they know WWE. So right, it's like it's like what what am I supposed to say? Oh no, it's, I do you know things like like New Japan. They're like, oh, what's that? You know, nobody's gonna know what that is. <laughs> You know, it, that, it, or Ring of Honor, that, uh, or Ring of Honor, and yeah, like, what? What's that? Yeah, it's just not shown here in the states. Not not saying that their that their product isn't good or anything like that, because it's probably some of the best things you're gonna watch. But it, it, locally, nobody pays attention. You know, it's yeah. like it's like it's like what soccer is to the United States to what it is to like let's just say Mexico. You uh-huh. know, here in the states, nobody cares for it. But you nope. go somewhere else, it's the biggest sport in the world. 
Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and go ahead. Go. That's a that's a good point. But uh, you know, let, let me tell you something. I, I mean, I got to tell you, I it, it takes a lot to get me out of the house. But I'm 55 years old. You know, but. Nicolette, because I had retired, and when she started training and she started, you know, taking bombs and she got into wrestling, we went started going to a few house shows. And that first house show I went to was probably I don't know, maybe five years ago or whatever. I, I mean, every there was not one kid that didn't have John Cena shirt and the headbands and the wristbands. And I mean, it's just covered. And I'm like, I well, he made like seventeen million dollars in one year. On, on merchandise, in, in you know which was his best year or whatever, and I'm like, you know, everybody, the, the hardcore fan hates John Cena, but I tell Nicolette, you know why they hate him? Because they want to be him. I mean, there's the dude's in shape, uh, you know, he's making money hand over fist because everybody's buying his merch or whatever. So I mean, that's just haterism on the person. So that's one person who fully took advantage. Of, of WWE and wrote it for all its worth, just like The Rock. I mean, would you agree? I, I agree, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna up one one you right now. All the people that Go hated ahead. him, you know, you know who John Cena reminds me of? Tito Ortiz. <laughs> because, and, and here's the reason why: everybody, those people that love Tito Ortiz, are those people that hated him. But people uh-huh. would want, people would pay money because they paid money to see him lose, or they paid right. money to see him win. No matter what people were paying, John Cena, people hate him, people love him, and people will pay money to see him win, or people will pay money to see him lose, because everybody wanted to be there the day that he finally lost, or the finally exactly. did this. Exactly. And, and, they want, it's and just, I mean, and it's just like uh, Floyd Mayweather. People want to see yeah. that dude get killed, so they will pay money. I bought the Conor McGregor uh, when he when they because I thought for some reason I thought Conor McGregor was going to knock him out. And it was they had upped the the pay per view to like eighty eighty five bucks or something like that. But we bought it because I thought maybe this was the guy to do it. So that's a good point right there, Freddie. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like you said, I, I only watched the McGregor. Uh, I only watched the uh, the Mayweather fights because I want to see him lose. Yeah. And if the fight's intriguing, yeah. To your Conor McGregor situation, I remember watching that fight and I was like, this guy has a chance. Not yeah. a great chance, but he's. Yeah. He's legit has a chance to do something that nobody else does. He did something yeah. that nobody thought he that he could do, and guess what he did? He he passed one round. Nobody gave him a round, and <laughs> yeah. he got up to like I believe what is it the seventh round? I think that's what yeah, he went seventh down. Seventh or eighth round, yeah. yeah, yeah. He lasted Finally longer than anybody else gave him yeah. a, gave him a shot. Hey, that's uh, what it is, man. Well, I talk a lot of smack or whatever about WWE. I just wish they would let those guys shine a little bit more. Uh, to me, with three hours of TV, I don't know why you can't put much more matches and give some uh, some different people some shine or whatever. It's just the vignettes are horrible. You know, the, it's just silly. That's why people make fun of it, and that's what makes me mad. That's why they call me a fake wrestler and all oh, you do that fake stuff because that's what they see. And like you know, you know, you know when uh, with I, Otis or whatever eating bananas and fruit with what's her name and just that stuff just kills me, man. But go ahead, Frank, make your point. You know that's that's the crazy thing. Like I get I get told that all the time. Like oh, you do that fake yeah. stuff. Like oh, yeah. like I was like, hold up, why don't you come to a show and then we'll talk? I said, yeah. just go there with an open mind. And I've had people tell me all that stuff that like after the show they're like, oh man, they'll go tell their friends. Like man, I saw Freddie wrestle. Man, it's yeah. real. It's 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 yeah. like it's not that it's not that fake WWE stuff. And I'm like, wait a minute. 
it's the same thing. We're just yeah. you're just closer. You're at the action. You're give you went there with an open mind. You got to see what we do. Like I tell people all the time, what we do is not fake. Like okay. there's a difference between fake and choreograph. And then they and then they tell me this. Oh, well you got not hate each other. Here's uh-huh. here's this. Why do football players train? Why do baseball <laughs> players train? Why do they have batting practices? Why do all these sports professionals train? It's not too – why isn't that considered fake? They're training just as much okay. as we are. The difference is is that they make it seem like, oh, well, they're training to get better. What do you think we're doing? <laughs> do you think we, we – we, do you think we not – what do you think? We just go to one class and we know the whole thing? Like you it, have to yeah. keep up with your craft. Like, like, you know, in football, they train football players how to tackle even at the pro level, how to properly tackle, where to put your head so that you don't end up paralyzed. But that's not considered fake. You know, why? We do the same thing. We got to learn how to fall. We got to learn how to protect our backs. You know, how to absorb a a slam. It's not just, oh, let let me just fake a punch. No. (laughs) So there's there's things that happen at the end of the match that are questionable. Sometimes it's a shoot. Sometimes it's what you want to call it. You know what? But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, it's our job to entertain you, to make you cheer for us. There's a reason why people get lost in the moment, because you want the person that you're watching win. You you might know that it's it's choreographed, or not choreographed, sorry, uh, predetermined, but at the end of the day, yeah. you're still rooting for your guy. You're still hoping right. that your guy wins. Right. And if you, know? you don't know what you're doing, you're either going to get hurt or you're going to get beat up. Because, you know, you got to – everybody wants to go home happy, and everybody wants to go home healthy. So you got to know what you're doing. And if you don't, you're not going to work. Nobody's going nobody's gonna to want to if, – if you don't know what you're doing or you hurt somebody or whatever, they're not going to book you, man. So you have to know what you're doing. So you have to train and, and stuff like that. But anyways, Freddie, good points there, my man. That's why we have you on this you show. Got, but, you got me heated. You got me heated. I was, I was going – it gets me heated when people see that too. I hate when they say that fake wrestling. Man, nothing annoys me more than that. Hey, the, the, you know what? I, and I don't mean to put put you on blast, put you on the spot, but <laughs> if it's if, if it's so fake, you know, um, can someone explain to me why Fabi, you know, walks the way he walks? Because you know, <laughs> cl- clearly he didn't sacrifice his body enough to to go out there and, and do things for for people like it's fake you know it's a fake limp bastard right well i have both both hips replaced and getting injections in my knees and all that cuz i well, what's going on with me is i had retired but then when when Nicolette started training and stuff like that you know i i came back and started working so now they said oh fabi's always been an entertainer and he can't wrestle i said okay well this is going to be the year or or i'm going to show you i can wrestle mm-hmm. and then the covid hit so I'm like, well, dude, you know, I, I, I got to go one more year, you know, so I had to back it up another year. And that's what, what I'm going to do this next this next year. And then that's it for me. Because, dude, I mean, sometimes you get up in the morning and your body is telling you, okay, it's time to go to work. Or your mind, but your body won't go, you know. So that's, that's why that is the way it is. But anyways, Freddie, I'm running up against the clock. So, you know, it's great to have you on there. We appreciate you taking the time to come on with us. And, we're just hey, gonna I'm a, keep I'm a little bummed out about that, by the way. But go ahead. I'm a little bummed out about the whole Nicolette thing because when I came back to wrestling, she had just uh, injured herself, and I never got to train with her, so I never got yeah, to push well, her. She, well, that and she she's in school right now, so once she oh, once she oh. finishes that up, she she's got some dates and some stuff. But it's like I was telling you before. 
when when she was starting to first train, it's kind of hard when it's your daughter. But Mariachi just happened to be there that day, and I said, "This is so." He worked with her for just a little while, and she started. It's things just started clicking, man. So it it, it does need to have the right trainer and stuff like that. But anyways, oh definitely, for the, definitely, yeah. Does. For the people listening to us, don't forget United Wrestling Council UWC Radio right here every Sunday from seven to about eight thirty or so. I try to get out of here by eight fifteen because. Freddie, we're Mexican, man. They'll kick us out of here if we go over, so <laughs> we have to be careful. Hey, well, the um, after party. After party. My life. My life. Yeah. After party. <laughs> and if you check out Fred Gabriel on his social media, keep everybody up to date on there. He's got a big show coming up in Arizona, so make sure you follow him on there. And don't forget to follow me, Fabi Chulo. I keep everybody up to date on what we got going on with the United Wrestling Council as well as a lot of other stuff that I got going on. Freddie, I'll see you next week. All right, my man? Uh, sounds good. Thank you for ha- thank you for for today. Awesome, awesome experience. I hope uh, I lived up to the expectations, and I look forward to more of this stuff. Absolutely, man. We're just gonna keep moving up. Just keep moving onward and upward, as we say. So we'll see everybody right here next Sunday, seven p.m. Both Freddie and I'll be here. We got a lot more for you, so make sure you stay tuned. See everybody next week. <laughs>